A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Anubis, you are a young, beautiful queen with a bright future ahead. Now, sashay away. Thank you so, so much. You've changed my life forever. Thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs> the queen of the pyramids didn't last very fucking long. <laughs> Bye! Welcome to a bonus episode of A Gay and a Non-Gay and Woo! the first ever Sashay Non-Gay podcast. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am Dan. I'm non-gay. James is gay and he's a drug race fan. And it's safe to say that I guess I'm being forced to become one, right, James? Yes. That's what's been going on. Right. You love it. It's like The Apprentice, but with wigs. It's exactly the same. So today it's time for us to welcome an amazing queen from RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three. It is Anubis. Hello. Woo! Oh, hello. How are you? Very well. Look at this look you've got. Are you not hot? Oh, I'm very hot. I'm sweating my tits off, but it's all worth it. Do you know what I mean? I'm burning calories as we speak. It's great. <laughs> <need to> get <laughs> you've got a hot yoga class going on underneath that massive <laughs> yeah. red coat. Call me Davina McCall. So the first question, and I'm sure everyone is asking you, the Brighton curse. What is happening with the Brighton curse? I don't know. I mean, I just, part of me is like, did something bad happen to Rue? He just doesn't really like us, does he? Bless him. Um, but no, you know, I think it's just circumstantial. Like, they just didn't like what I did, you know, and it just, it's dependent on the challenge, dependent on the week. Um, but yeah, I just find it, very coincidental but there's only three seasons so what can you do right i mean i grew up gay in brighton and the drag yeah. scene was just like a beacon of inclusivity and oh, it gotcha. has always embodied our strength and whenever i went anywhere else i always was like this isn't the drag i know and mm. i wonder if there is something that's not translating but actually i think maybe you're right maybe it's just too soon yeah potentially i think the thing is with Brighton Drag as well is it's so outrageous, it's so exquisite, and it could be potentially niche to an outside audience. You know, maybe if you don't get the references of the Helter Skelter or the Pavilion or whatever, um, maybe it's a bit a bit on the nose. But yeah, who knows? I mean, we can we can only see next season. Do you know what I mean? It's when they bring another one from Brighton and then she goes home first, and then we've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> How many Brighton people have been mugged off so far? <laughs> Um, so me and Joe Black are the only two people to appear on Drag Race from Brighton ever. Um, and we were both sent home first on our season. So technically right. only two. Um, but there's only 12 girls on each season anyway. So, you know. Yeah, I think you've got to wait until the third time. I think I think yeah, at that point you're like, yeah, Rue's got a real problem here. But I yeah, think see, the problem is we're both very, very good. So that's the problem. Um, it's just it's just so hard to believe for the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you are. You're both exquisite. That was the word you oh, used it just then. Um, Joe said Rue is not welcome in Brighton on Twitter on Friday morning. <laughs> I died. That's not true. Rue's definitely welcome at yours, right? Oh, always. I mean, I've got a cup of tea and a custard cream waiting whenever she wants. She wants me. Why not? I'll pull out the mattress. She can stay. I'm sure she'd love it. <laughs> custard cream. 
Yeah. She'd love a bourbon, bless her. What's it been like since since you um I use the term since you liked it so much, since you got mugged off on uh, on Thursdays? Has everything just been absolutely manic? Yeah, it's you no, know, it's been really weird because when you go on that show, you have to tell yourself not to expect too much, you know. So I didn't know what the reception was going to be like from the fans. I was unaware that, you know, I didn't know whether people were going to love me or hate me or fall somewhere in between or or what, you know. Um, I was hoping they didn't agree with the judges or, you know, maybe they saw through some of the critiques and they really liked what I did. Um, but you just, you can't predict anything from that fan base. So I'm very happy because everyone seems to, you know, find it find it quite good, which is quite promising. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing. The amount of messages and love has been quite overwhelming, really. But... Yeah, it's just been a bit of a whirlwind weekend. And there's a real movement towards that too this year. And as someone that's been part of the show, do you have a message to anyone that that has been saying anything negative? Because last season there was a lot of negativity online. Do you think there's a shift? Has it changed? I really think it has. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's because people have learned so much through lockdown. It, it feels different this season. I don't know what it is, but I haven't I haven't really seen much negativity online. And that's without being controversial. That's actually quite strange for the Drag Race fan base because it's kind of known for being, you know, um, quite uh, explosive with opinions. And, you know, when someone goes home that the fan base love, it's all over Twitter. It's the number one trending topic you know so it's it's quite different this time around because everyone's just been really quite lovely um which has been great for us you know but I'd say if you are sending hate you know I just I don't I've never understood the point in it I think I get that the internet is obviously there to share your opinions but this show is about love it's about celebration it's about being artistic and expressing yourself um so I don't know why you'd be a fan of that show and then choose hate you know, when the whole purpose of the show has been built to build people up and to love each other. It's obviously the start of the show. Do you know who's won? We we have an idea of, of different things, yeah. You're in like a WhatsApp group with all the queens, right? Yeah, we so yeah we have a little group chat and we discuss things. We we gossip. We talk about our favourite biscuits. Oh my god, obsession with biscuits today. Sorry, because there's no, a yeah, straight we... man here, so that's why <laughs> yeah, you're assimilating. Oh, great, <laughs> a ginger nut. I love a ginger nut. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Can we talk about your favourites? Obviously, you don't have to say, but do you have anyone that you became super close to on the show that you're rooting for? Yeah, so just like from that alone. I mean, obviously, outside of the show, you'll get to know people a lot better because you actually tour in person and you get to know people better and um, without kind of like a camera there but yeah I'm really really close to the Victoria I'm really close to Charity I'm really close to Crystal all three of us have you know really bonded together I'd say based on what you've seen so far I really really uh, love Victoria I think she's so camp so much fun such a good entertainer Crystal is a brilliant makeup artist obviously she can really put a good look together Wow. Um, yeah. and you know Charity just for the, the pure creativity really we've never seen anyone on Drag Race before like charity she sees everything through a new weird artistic lens and I think it's really important for the show to have all three of those characters obviously you would have prepared a lot of looks I don't know if Dan knows this but all the queens would prepare looks for the whole season whether or not they stay or not so mm. what is the look that you are sad you didn't get to premiere on the show and looking forward to premiering on Instagram and out and about. To be fair, like all of the looks that I didn't show were really bloody good. So I'm, I'm a bit pissed <laughs> off. Um, no, but obviously, yeah, you, you don't get long to prepare for the show. It's kind of common knowledge that, you know, you only get a few weeks or whatever. Um, and there's a lot to prepare. So I had to sit down and obviously it was in the middle of a lockdown. 
So there were no fabric stores open. You couldn't go to a fitting to, you know, get custom outfits fitted to your body. So I would sit in the hotel, you know, in the isolation period, sewing things myself, gluing things myself, cinching things in myself, all like whilst it's on my own body. It was a it was a hot mess, as you saw in episode one, probably. But the later half of the season, my looks really, really um, are quite fab. I'm very excited for that. You mentioned Victoria Scone. So she's the, the first female contestant on, on Drag Race, right? Does anyone have a problem with that or anything? Or is that just like... No, with drag, it's about breaking the mould. It's about breaking barriers. And Victoria, you know, she embodies everything that that show stands for so there's no reason why she shouldn't be on it really you know she's just as talented if not more um and she's such an incredible captivating performer so I, yeah i don't i don't personally understand comments when people say she can't be on it because if the show's about drag and entertainment she does both of those things really bloody well yeah um, better than you know better than most so uh i think i think it's brilliant and so did everyone else everyone's so supportive of her um and to see the reaction she's got from the fan base and you know the media has been incredible because there's not been much backlash you know i also oh, love Theresa may <laughs> yeah i love Teresa. she's like the entire cast is so good and i think that's why it's going to be such a fab season just because you've got so many different personalities so many different skill sets i think yeah they're all they're all one to watch in my eye but yeah Teresa is so funny so Dan and I have been talking a lot about Victoria and you know whether that's opened the door now maybe for a straight man to enter mm. drag race do you think maybe Dan has a shot well Dan you might do better than me do you know what I mean it's not bloody hard um so give it a go I mean I don't see why not Darlene if you're looking forward to it do it why not <laughs> what will my drag name be so I'm, I'm representing Birmingham as much as you are Brighton so I'd right. like to have like a, a Birmingham theme I think if I was to have a drag name <laughs> Christ you... I don't know what's in Birmingham apart from Kitty's got claws i would i'd have to send kitty a dm and get some tips the the area code for birmingham is 0121 so i was thinking maybe joe 121 how does that uh i mean it's <laughs> a bit of work Dad. that's that's all i'll say just like my outfits for episode one needs a bit of work what about dan dan something more along the lines of dan so like danchester um, Dantist United. What about I mean, that? if you were from if you were from Manchester, that would have been a really good one. Nice effort, Dan. Okay, all right. Back to the drawing boards. I came up with Dan spreading, which I thought was pretty good. That's oh, good. man spreading. Good. That's the best of the three. <laughs> <laughs> Not a ringing endorsement. No, that's still, <laughs> no, don't put that on the poster. A gay and a non-gay. So what's next then, Anubis? What's the future of your drag? Where are you performing? Where can I see you? Are you going to be rocking up at the Queen's Arms anytime soon? Please, oh, God. <laughs> that would be the dream <laughs> for me. I've done the Queen's Arms quite a few times. Um, but, you know, I would, you know, this is the thing. I'm, I'm performing kind of a bit of everywhere. So anywhere that books me, really, you know, if the Queen's Arms want me back, just send me an email. But next big thing for me is, is my music. So I'm hopefully in the next, you know, month or two, um, I'm going to be releasing a new single. <gasps> I can't reveal too much yet, but if you think Lady Gaga meets Nicki Minaj <gasps> meets a bit of Barbara Streisand, that's the sprinkling. So Anubis, I don't know if you've noticed, so J James is really into, into drag. Um, I'm really into metal. Drag queens and metal bands quite often have similar names. Have you noticed this? I have um, a tiny bit, yeah. We're going to play a game called Drag or Death. So I'm going to give you a title and you're going to tell me whether you think it's a drag queen or, uh, in this case, a death metal band. Oh, how fun. All right, first one up is Virgin Black. <gasps> oh, Virgin Black. You know, I 
gut, I'm going to have to go with my gut and I'm going to have to say that's a drag queen. No, it's not a drag queen. <laughs> oh, I'm wrong. They were metal bands, yeah, Virgin Black. Oh, no. For a minute, uh, I thought it was like Joe Black's nickname yeah. years ago. She's, she's not a virgin, <laughs> darling, trust me. Zero points so far. All right, next drag. one, Blood Divine. Oh, that's a drag queen. Must be. Uh, it's not, it's a metal band as well. <laughs> oh, I'm shit at this game. It's just like Drag Race all over again. Fuck's sake. Blood Divine, they're a British gothic metal band um, formed in 1995. Oh, please let me get one right. Go on. Fear Mentor. Oh, I mean, it sounds like a drag queen. I know it does. I think, I think I'm going to have to go three out of three. I'm going to have to tell you that's a drag queen. <laughs> again, oh, again, God. it's a metal oh, band. You swayed me there. I was on to a winner and you put me off. They are an Australian metal band um, formed in 1997, formerly known as Crucible of Agony. You just want no. me to fail. <laughs> no, we don't. Thank you Thank you much. so much for being on a gay and a non-gay and helping me to educate my straight friend, Daniel. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure, babes. Thank you for having me. Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at GayNonGay.com or just search Non Gay at your fave pod app.